and say unto this mountain, be removed up and be cast into the sea. And you know what's going to happen to that mountain? Splash. God hears our prayer. We don't come to church just to sing. We don't come to church just to hear. But we come believing that our situation is that when I, oh, when I bring my situation to Jesus. When I bring my situation to Jesus. It ain't going to be the same. It can't be the same. It, do you know that your situation? It can't be the same when you bring it to Jesus. Jesus never not did anything. Y'all catch that? Oh, that's bad grammar all the way around. Jesus never not did anything. His miracles show his power and his glory. It proves to a, a world that doesn't believe that there is a God. Oh! There is a God at Agape. And he hears the prayers of his people. He's not no dead God. He's not no idol. He's not a dumb idol. He is the living God. And we believe him on today. And we believe him right now. Come on, put your hands together for this great big God that we serve. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Listen, I just, I don't, I just don't believe. I just don't believe in coming to church, y'all. I know that's right. I just don't believe in coming and I check the box and pat myself on the back because I came into a building. I, I don't believe in that. I believe that when we come into the presence of the Almighty God, oh, I believe that this is the place where the presence and the people meet together and where two or three are gathered together. Where two, look around you, look around you, look around you, two or three. Are there two or three here? Are there two or three here? Then guess what? Y'all don't, y'all don't believe it. Y'all don't believe it. Y'all don't believe it. I, listen, I'm crazy enough to believe he's who he said he is. He does what he says he will do. He's magnified his word above all his name. He is that God. And he does the incredible Believe, listen, believe, whatever your circumstance was, you know, that, that, that centurion, y'all know that one, that centurion came to Jesus, and he said, listen, my, my servant lays at home sick, grievously, like he's grievously sick, and Jesus said, you know what Jesus said to him, he said, I'll go, he said, oh, 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 he said, listen, he said, listen, Jesus, you ain't got to go. I'm a man under authority. Oh! I say to this one, go, and, and, and it goes. And to this one, come, and, and he comes. Speak your word. Speak your word only. That man calls Jesus to marvel. I have not seen so great a faith, no, not in Israel. Cause your faith, have faith that makes him marvel at your faith. Lord, I believe when, when you speak a word, oh, listen, and when he got there, you know that servant was healed. When you get back home, don't look for situations to be the same. Don't, don't look, it's, I, I'm expecting, I went out one way, I came back, it's a whole nother way. Believe God. Y'all listen. 
This is the hour we believe God. Go ahead and grab your Bibles. Let's go to Luke chapter number, chapter number nine. He's a great God. Uh, if you can't tell, I get excited about Jesus. Is that all right? Is this the right place? Can I get excited about you? Tim said it's all right. Uh, this is the right place, y'all. You know, you could cry in front of that man. You started dancing and shouting. He might not have understood that now. But, but listen, but this is the place, y'all. We can, we can let our hair down. Right? And get him off the clock. And get him off of whatever, you know, I got coming and all that kind of stuff. Lord, I'm here. Be all here. Wherever you are, be all here. Don't, don't, let, don't be here in body. And my mind is all over the place. Don't be here, I'm telling you. And then wonder why I never see the mighty move of God in my life. Listen, we got to be here mind, body, and soul. We got to be here all together. Luke chapter number 9. Going to put your eyes on verse number 23. Thanking God for our pastor in his absence. Bishop Gary L. Burt Sr. Come on, I know that's right. Come on, come on. I, I appreciate God. You should appreciate your pastor. Listen, he's watching for your soul. Even when I wasn't watching for it, he was watching for my soul. And I appreciate for my father in the gospel. I appreciate the man of God in his absence. Listen, anytime, you know, I don't see him, I just be praying. Like, Lord, whether, whether he's vacationing or whether he's resting relaxing or whether just whatever Lord bless him wherever he's at well wherever he's at Lord bless him right now let's pray Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord God hallelujah Lord we just take a moment hallelujah Lord God right now we're sending the word hallelujah Lord God to Bishop Gary Elbert hallelujah Lord he prays for us all the time Lord God we thought it fitting for us to pray for him right now hallelujah Lord God we pray Lord God in the name of Jesus any and everything, Lord God, in his life, Lord God, that is all well. Lord, I'm praying, hallelujah, Lord God, that you bless him and give him what he needs, where he needs it right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him, Lord God, by the power of your anointing. Hallelujah, Lord God, we believe you for it. Lord God, use it for great things. Lord, we call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God some praise on that one. Come on. Come on. Thank God for the man of God. Don't take... Don't, don't wait till the well one's dry. You got, you got a whole lot of ministers, but you only got one pastor. Well, hopefully, hopefully y'all only got one pastor. Uh oh, uh oh, we're gonna leave that one alone. All right, Matthew, Luke, Luke 9. But we got one pastor, y'all, and we gotta take care of the man of God. We gotta take care of him. He's been taking care of this church for a long time. And I just don't believe that this man at 73 years old should have to carry all that burden by himself. They call young, I see a lot of young folks out here. You call them young because they're strong. And he's taught us to God. And he's taught us how to live for God and do all those things. It's time to do it, y'all. It's, it's time, right, to serve. Amen. And be a blessing. All right, Luke chapter number 9. Put your eyes on verse number 22. And I'll read down to 27. Luke 9, 22 through 27, it says this. Saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day and he said unto them all if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is man, what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth, there'll be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. Let's bow our heads, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, and we give you praise. God, we glorify you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for the power, Lord God, of your anointing. We're praying, Lord God, on today that you will bless us, open up our understanding, that we might understand the scriptures. Help us to apply your word, Lord. We're believing you for it. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Please be seated. Just for a thought on this morning, the cost of my commitment. All right, all right, the cost of my commitment. So here we are in Luke chapter number nine. You know, we always want to catch the context. You know, if you go back up to verse number one, you know, Jesus begins to send his disciples out to begin to heal. You know, there's a time where he calls us, right? And I think that we have all uh, remember, hopefully, when Jesus first began to call us. Yeah, do y'all remember that? Anybody remember where you were when Jesus came and found you and began to call you? You know, if you just go back and you think about that experience in your mind, I think about all the people that he could have came and got, but you know what? He came and got me. You know, there, there was a song that my Aunt Sylvia Howard used to sing, and the part of the word said, you know, oh, it was wonderful how it should be. He came seeking for me, for me. Because who am I that anybody would seek for? Right? I, I'm telling y'all, you know, I could probably go missing today. There'd be a few of y'all maybe that would come and maybe look for me, but they're not, I'm not going to make probably the, the evening news. They ain't going to come looking for me. Right? I won't make the national news. Ain't nobody come looking for me. I'm not going to make the international news. Nobody would come and look for me. But I'm going to tell you what, that Jesus came. Oh! He came seeking for me. You don't ever want to take that for granted when you think about that. And what I love is that as he came seeking for me, you know where he found me. You want to know where he found you? Go back to Matthew chapter number 20 for a minute. Go back to Matthew 20. Let's see where we were when he found us because sometimes if we're not careful y'all some of us we've been doing this for a long time we've been coming into this church for a long time some of us for years some of us for decades some of us multiple decades we've been coming so if we're not careful we can start to forget where we were when he found us Matthew chapter 20 I think sums it up well where Jesus begins to tell the parable of the hired laborers and he begins to talk about for the kingdom of heaven it's like unto a man that is an householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard and when you see first of all you know he didn't have to come out of his vineyard do y'all know that do y'all know that, that God does not need us 
Do you realize that? You know, he's got the vineyard. It, it belongs to him. And, and he's doing well all by himself. But, but there was something about him. He said, but you know what? Well, what I've got, all this good that I got, I want to share it with you. So there he goes. He goes out. Who went out? He went out. Oh, he went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard and went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. So how many of us you know, the Lord didn't get you. You didn't respond to the Lord's call the first time. Oh, just one. Oh, just one or two. Oh, ooh, Lord, in church. Don't be lying in church. Don't lie at all. Right? Don't lie at all. But y'all know the truth. How many people you did not respond to the first time that the Lord called you? Hello. Amen. Amen. Come on. When the Lord came knocking on the door of your heart. And I'm going to tell you, Elder Taylor, you have been helping me. Elder Taylor, he don't know it. I've been, I've been telling. He said, what you, what you about to say? He don't even know. You don't know what I'm about to say. But Elder Taylor has been helping me because God has just put it in my heart to, to be more of a witness. That we got to share. That's right, we got to share. It's not yeah. enough for me to have it. We got to share it. That's right, and so Elder Taylor, you know, reminds me because I've been witnessing the people on the job mm -hmm. and, and inviting them to church. And yeah. I have one guy. This is a, a true story. Like I was going to work. The Lord or orchestrated. Did God orchestrate meeting? God put you in somebody's path? And so I was, uh, went to work a little bit later that day, and as I'm driving by, I see a co-worker on the bus stop. And, and the Lord worked it out, and I pulled over. I said, the Lord let me see him. I pulled over to the side of the road. He got in the car. I could literally see the bus coming in my rearview mirror. So God set that up, and I had already been witnessing to this individual. And so we're driving on Georgetown Road because I go north on Georgetown Road. So we were back there toward 56th Street. We're getting to 62nd Street. And I said, that right there is the church I've been talking to you about. I said, that, that, that's it right there. I should have pulled on in. That's what I should have did. Should have pulled on in. You know, be excited about your witness, right? Be excited about what we have. Don't, don't make, I hope y'all not making church. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, oh, not a religion, man. your face all twisted up and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, right, we're, we're making the joy of the Lord is my Come on, and people should see that joy. And so, but that wasn't my first time witnessing to that individual. I witnessed to him before. But just because I witnessed to him one time doesn't mean that that's it, y'all. So Elder Taylor, you know, I, I love his testimony because somebody came, right, and they were witnessing to you, right? And they just kept coming. Oh, come on, y'all. And they just kept coming and just kept coming. And if I got the story right, hopefully I do because it's what I've been saying. He said, I couldn't think of a lie quick enough. There it is. is that it? He said, I couldn't think of a lie quick enough. So I said yes. And look at him today. Come on. Look at his wife today. Look at his children today. Come on. Change that old man because somebody, oh, because somebody was persistent. Don't, don't feel like because I didn't talk to somebody one time. Oh, well. I, I did my part. I went to no. Be persistent. The Lord of the, the vineyard, he was persistent. You know, he went out and got them in the morning. That wasn't. There's a scripture in Nehemiah, you know, after they had uh, came back from captivity. They come back from captivity. And, you know, Nehemiah, he rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem. And as they rebuilt the walls. And so now we're in a safe, secure place. But there's a scripture in there. He said, but the city was large, but there was still room. 
There, there's still room. Y'all, come on. Y'all, the church doors are open. Do y'all see room? Look, look to your left and to your right. Do you know that there's still room in every, that where there's not a person, there's somebody on the way to hell. Y'all hear what I said? Whatever, wherever there's room on the pew next to you, that's a soul on the way to hell. And there's, is there room, y'all? So he goes out, but listen, this is how he found me. I don't know how he found you, but he found me in verse number three when he went back out. He's already come. He's coming again. And he found me idle. Right? He found me idle, y'all. You know, sometimes as I'm driving and I'm going out and I'm looking, you ever see people that are just idle? Um, aimless? I mean, they just, I mean, you could just know that there's just no purpose in there. You just drifting. You just, you ever see people like that? I see people like that all the time. There's just no, no purpose in their life. And that was me. I was just idle. My life had no purpose. And you know, I think pretty well of myself. Y'all know that. I think pretty well of myself. But as I began to reflect on that, I said, you know what? I was kind of a loser. Why you, son, why are you laughing? My son-in-law is laughing at me. I, you know. but, but if you think about it, you know, listen, if you think about it, you was a loser too. Ooh, out of my call. Yes, outside of Christ. But in Christ, I'm a winner. Come on, y'all. Are you a winner now? So if I'm a winner now, that means I was a loser before. I ain't losing no more, Sister Nanny. I ain't a loser no more, Sister Shonda. I'm not a loser anymore. I'm a winner. But when he found me, I was idle. And aren't you so glad after the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, twentieth, hundredth time? Oh, he came and we were smart enough to respond to the call. No man can come. Come on, if he wasn't drawing, if he wasn't calling, not a one of us would be here. Came and got us and set us up in here. So how dare I come in here and act all sadiddy? And I don't even know what sadiddy means, but that ain't good. I don't know what that means, but that ain't good. Yeah, well, whatever it means, don't act that way. Because, listen, we have the Holy Ghost. Gave my life a purpose. And now we are God's people on his way to heaven. So we responded to the call. We responded to the call like the disciples in Matthew 4, 19. Like they responded to the call. Right? Y'all remember Peter and his brother Andrew? They were in the boat. They were in the boat, and they were just working, and you've been a fisherman all your life. But then Jesus came by. He said, I'll make you fishers. Oh, oh. So I'll make you fishers of men. He tells John, James and John, they were, they were in there. They left their father. Anybody left some stuff back there in the world? Uh-oh, come on. Anybody left something back in the world? Anybody left some stuff back in the world? What I had in the world wasn't doing it for me. Brother Aaron testified. You said eight years ago. He said, I'm looking back. But whatever you had in the world wasn't doing it. That's why he's here today. Because what I had in the world wasn't doing it for me. I was still lonely and sad and miserable. Care how much you drink or how much you smoke. Care how much you fornicate or adulter. It will never fill up the God-sized hole you have in your heart. It will never fill it up. There's not enough for it to fill up. There's no man. There's no woman. There's no nothing that can take the spot of Jesus. 
There's nothing. There's no y'all. We tried all kind of stuff. God knows if we would begin to tell our testimony. I remember because you said it, Elder what? Elder Kimball, well Johnny Walker Red or something like that. I don't know. You were doing something, singing the blues. He ain't singing the blues no more. I see Elder Kimball over there. You know Elder Kimball get to rocking. You know Elder Kimball, hey, don't you get to rocking? He get to rocking. He ain't singing the blues no more. How many people ain't singing the blues no more? Come on. Blues don't go with joy. Left all that mess. We left all that mess back there. We left all that mess back there. It didn't do it for me then. It ain't going to do it for me now. Don't be like, oh, don't be like the children of Israel. You down there struggling. Broke, busted, and disgusted. You down there in Egypt. You know they was. You know they was down there. Broke, busted, and disgusted. 400 and some odd years, you down there. All that kind of stuff. Boy, you know, they, they putting it on you. They beating you down. They torturing you. They killing your babies. They doing all this, all this stuff out there in the world. Y'all see that world? They killing people's babies out there. Y'all see that? What kind of craziness is this? All that mess out there in the world. And then God gets his people out of Egypt. Anybody glad to be out of Egypt? God, he made a way. All right, he made a way out of no way, so he gets his people out of Egypt. And when they go through the Red Sea, they get on the other side. First, they go from praise, they worship in the Lord, and then they start to complain. And say, I had it better back when I was in Egypt. I'm exposing Satan on this morning. I'm exposing the lies that the devil tells people on this morning. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell where all lies come from. I had it better in Egypt. People was going upside my head. People was robbing me, stealing me, shooting at me. All that kind of stuff. I, I had it better out there in the world. Are you crazy? But you let Satan begin to tell you and then turns us against each other. And what Elder Chambers talked about on Tuesday night, this is a low down, dirty dog. It's this, this flesh... Right here is a low down dirty dog. And I'm a fool if I listen to it. Turn against my brothers and sisters and the God who brought me out. So he found us and we were idle and he gave us a purpose. And I love it because when he told us, go to Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I think I got that one somewhere. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Y'all know it, but. Listen, I always tell the Sunday school class, don't take my word for what? Read it for yourself. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. That's right. So read it for yourself. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. I pray that there's somebody on today. I pray that there's somebody in this room on today. I pray that there's somebody under the sound of my voice that will come to Jesus today. I'm praying that there is somebody. Y'all believing for somebody today? Come on, y'all remember your day? You had a day. You came in here a sinner and you went out a saint. Come on, anybody else remember? So listen, that's what I want. I want today to be somebody's Holy Ghost birthday. I want today to be somebody's October 17, 2021. Somebody can say that was the day I got the Holy Ghost. Because it's this call, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 
So we came to Jesus. Anybody come to Jesus just as I was? See, we come from all different backgrounds, right? We come from all different, you know, corners and all that type of stuff, and we lose certain things. But, but I know that there are people in this congregation that, you know, I came in, didn't know anything about apostolic doctrine, didn't know anything about truth. But when they began to come in, you know, God began to take, you know, God began to change them. You know, God began to, you know, some things just to begin to come off. Nobody had to tell me, oh, no, some, some things just began to come off. So some, some things that was hanging down, they just started getting pulled up. Come on, they, they, my, my pants ain't sagging no more. My pants, they got pulled on up. Come on. I ain't talking out the side of my mouth. I'm not using a bunch of slang and all that kind of stuff. No, no. You know why? Because he came and he changed me. And I didn't, he didn't come and change me to stay the way I was. Looking like and acting like and being a fool. No, he, I, I'm out. Flip back to Luke chapter number 9. So we, we had the initial following of Christ, and that was a wonderful day. I hope you never forget your day. No, sir. I, I hope you remember. You know, we, we testify. Sister Joyce, you just testified how many years? 31 years. Come on, saints. Come on. 31 years walking with the Lord. Come on. You should testify, and you should talk about it. How long I've been walking with the Lord and serving God since he built me with the Holy Ghost. But I found out. That there is a, an initial walk when he initially called us. And then there is an ongoing walk that he requires. Don't get so excited about the initial that you forget about the ongoing. Because there is a cost of my commitment. And so when you go back to Luke 9 and 23. And, and so remember if we're in chapter 9, what does that mean? There were eight chapters that came before this one. Right, And he, he already called them. They were already doing. If we go back at the beginning, y'all listen, look look at the very beginning. Right, You know, he's sending them out, sending out them to preach and to heal. They, they're doing it. They're, you know, fed, fed the 5,000. And then he's getting ready. Jesus is getting ready to make the transition. He's pivoting. I got to go down to Jerusalem. And he tells them in 21 and 22, you know, about, you know, what he's got to go through. And we talk about that, don't we? Right, and we should talk about what Jesus went through for you and what Jesus went through for me. We should talk about that. You know, what we call Easter should not be the only time that you think about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That, that, that is not, see, that's, again, another thing that the devil does. He puts it on the calendar for one day out of the year, and then the other 364 don't think about the crucifixion. The, the, the only reason why we're here on today it's because of the cross of Jesus Christ. We should get excited. Anybody talks about the cross of Jesus Christ. Anytime we talk about his shed blood and how he went to the grave and resurrected, we should get excited about him. He was talking about his suffering and what he was going to go through and how he was going to be rejected and, and how um, he was going to be slain and how he'd be raised. And, and we can praise the Lord on that. But see, that ain't the end of the, the, the chapter. See, uh, you know, uh, there's a song that says, what more can Jesus do? Right? What more can he do? He's already done it, y'all. He's done his. So guess what we get to do? We get to do ours. All right? So then, listen, I'll say, okay, that sounds good, Jesus. Uh, you know how we do. Somebody's going through. You know what y'all say? I'm praying for you. God bless you. 
I pray, and then, then you might forget to pray. No, no, Jesus said we're not leaving it there because, see, see the conjunction? Y'all remember that old show, Conjunction Junction? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody knows about Conjunction Junction. What's your function? All right. And, and, and what does and do in a sentence? What does it do? It connects it. So Jesus here in 22, he's talking about his suffering. But wait a minute, there's more. 22, he said unto them, Oh, first of all, catch that. He didn't say Julian. He didn't say Jordan. He didn't say, you know, Crystal. He didn't say, you know, this one. He didn't say Michelle. He didn't say Malia. He said, he said unto them, oh, y'all going to leave me out here, right? Yeah. He said unto them, oh, that's still, oh, 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 y'all don't want to be in the all. Uh-uh. Who, who all wants to be caught up in the rapture? Oh, uh oh uh-oh, uh-oh, all right, well, he said unto them all, and I get it, right? Anytime we got a message that, that is talking about, you know, suffering, y'all know where the scripture is going, but these are truths we have to embrace. Truth is not convenient. Truth is just truth. And, and listen, and we all want to make it, and, and all jokes aside, right, because when we talk about making the rapture and the Lord is soon to come, we all want to be caught up in the rapture, right? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a rhetorical question, right? Because everybody, who wants to go to hell? Nobody, right? So then that means I want to go to heaven. Well, I'm just not going to get to heaven like I am. Because he says unto them all, listen, if any man will come after me. Listen. I, you know, and, and there were people who couldn't pass muster, right? There were, there were people who, you know, came to Jesus. They wanted to disciple inconvenience. Y'all know those people? Y'all know people that want to just disciple. I bet I just want to disciple when it's convenient, right? So, so back in that day, you know, they came to Jesus and said, well, listen, Jesus, I'll follow you, but, but let me go and first bury, you know, my dead. And Jesus responds, let the dead bury their dead but you come and you follow me right but but let me go and, and say farewell to those my family my friends my kinfolk no we don't have time for that see because what the world has tried to make our faith they tried to boil it down to where it's convenient Christianity there's a reason why devils are on the rampage because I listen there's a reason why because he told, he told us, Matthew 10 and 1, cast out. Don't be afraid. I heard you on Thursday night, Sister Sean. You said, I'm not afraid of the devil. Not afraid of the devil. Resist the devil. Matter of fact, Jesus said, didn't I see Satan fall like? I'm afraid of the devil. Listen. So the, the reason why devils are on the rampage is because of convenient Christianity. The, the reason why, you know, we don't see the, the sick being healed like the Bible says. He's the same yesterday and forever, right? Right? You know, the reason why we don't see y'all all these things and all these things happening, people receiving the Holy Ghost, right? Three thousand. Y'all think about that? How many on the day of Pentecost? Right? Three thousand and then there's five, another five thousand. I mean, why we don't see all those things? Because when you turn this into convenient Christianity, when I turn it into Cotton candy Christianity. Y'all know cotton candy. Y'all like cotton candy. Who likes cotton candy? Don't be afraid. Who likes cotton candy? 
You know you like cotton candy. All right, listen. My wife's a health coach, so don't be down. Put your hand down. All right, listen. But we all like cotton candy. But does it cotton candy fill you up? No. Why? Because it's just it's just fluff. It's just fluff. And so we know that a lot of what we see today, y'all, when it comes to our faith, it can be if we're not careful, it can be just what? It, yeah. That's it. It's just fluff. There there is no substance. There is no there is no depth. So you can choose that if you want it, but then you're not going to get everything that God has for us. He's got great. I don't know about y'all. I want to see it. I want to see, Lord, your glory. I want to see everything that your word said. I want to be able to lay my hands in the name of Jesus, and I want to see the sick recover. Come on. I, I, listen, I want to see the glory of God, but there's a cost of my commitment. Anybody ever want it both ways? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody but me? Anybody else want it both ways? I, I, I want what I want, but I don't want to give up what I got to give up to get it. Y'all know about that? Yeah, I'm not the only one, right? I want what I want, but I don't want to give it up, right? I want to, you know, have money in the bank, but I want to spend up everything I got, right? Or I want to check, but I don't want to go to work, right? You know? You know, I, you know, I want to I want to be a wife, but I don't want to be a good thing. Uh-oh. 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 And, and the Lord said, and the Lord said, it's true. And he, listen, y'all know it's the truth, right? I, I want what I want, but I don't want to do what I got to do to get it. And that's the same thing that it comes down to in the scriptures. Lord, we want to see all of these things, but I only want to do it on Sunday and Tuesday. I only want to do it Sunday and Tuesday. He don't work like that. Because he says unto him, them all, and he's all in. Either we're all in or we're all. Well, y'all don't want to say that. It's all out. If any man will come after me, let him do what? If we're going to come, then we got to do something. We got to deny ourselves. We got to deny ourselves. Now, what I love about Jesus is that, you know, he gives us time to get ourselves together. Right? Mother said amen. See, I love mother. You know, she's, she's wonderful, but she knows that God gives us time. Right, Monique, you were, you were using the analogy. and go, Give God praise for Rodney. Come on, give God praise. Come on, eight times. Anybody else catch that eight times? What's eight times? New beginning. All right. All right. All right. But new beginning. All right. But even as Sister Monique used, to, used that as an analogy to say what? That sometimes, you know, I'm so glad. He's giving me time. Come on. Anybody know? Y'all know that parable, the tree that Jesus tells? There's a, there's a tree, and it ain't yielding no fruit. And so what he says, he says, cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And, and you know, I take that as the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost says, no, give him another year. Oh, who's glad? Come on. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he gave me another year. I'm so glad he gave me an extension when I did not deserve it. He gives us time to get it together, not willing that any should perish, but all come to everlasting life. So use this time to do what? Get it together. Get it together, y'all. We don't know. So get it together while you got the chance. So he's giving me time to get together. But listen, what he expects for us to do, he expects for us to graduate. He expects for us to take a step up. And so here what you see 
All right, we've already been following you. We've already been doing some things, but God has more for us to do. Why settle for a little when you can have a whole lot? So he's got more for us to do, but see, but if you want to get that, and Jesus said, I'm going to do mine, but y'all got to do yours too. And he says this, you got to deny yourself. Now, denying ourselves is one of the toughest things to do. I got a witness. Is denying yourself hard? Denying yourself is one of the hardest things. And when I can have it, and ain't nobody stopping. Oh, and it ain't a sin, by the way. I ain't even talking about sin right now. Wait and sin. Ice cream, hello. Right? Self-denial. It's hard to do. I, when I would do good. Right? It, it's present. You know, I, I like to mess around with my daughter, Ashley. You know, my, my daughter, Ashley. And, you know, she, she's my last daughter in the house. And so I go and I mess around with her. And so the other day, we was just, you know, she was on, on the bed. And she was on, like, the edge of the bed. And, you know, I just, as a dad, because I play with my kids and all that kind of stuff, my young people. And I want to just push her off the bed. I don't know why. <laughs> I, anybody, any parents? I mean, you know, I just, there was just something. She was at the edge of the bed. She was like right on the edge. And I just said, I just want to push you off the bed right now. And she said, no, no. She said, no, no. Don't do it. That's what she said. No, no, dad, don't do it. But I couldn't help myself. I just pushed her off the bed. I'm sorry. I just confessed, y'all. Actually, I had to push her off the I just pushed her off. This is a true story. Right? Because self-denial, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. For me to deny myself. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Pray for Sister Shonda, y'all. She's been dealing with this for Angels 24 for 24 years. I don't know. But let's go to Titus. Let's see what Titus has to say about self-denial. But, but if I want to see Jesus, if I want to see him on this side, and if I want to see him on the side to come, I want to see his glory. I really do. I want to see when I'm, I'm witnessing to people and, and when I'm praying for people on the job and when I'm praying for my unsaved loved ones. When, I, when I'm doing all these things, I want to see the glory of God. And, and if it takes this to see the glory, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. All right, so listen, in Titus 2, um, 11 through 14, uh, it says this, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying, right? So, so Paul is picking this up. He's giving this to Titus. So listen, it didn't change from what Jesus said to what we're talking about here in the epistles. You got to do some denying. And, and anybody, you know, on your, your smartphones, your tablets, your computers, you know how you get a pop-up and it says accept or deny, right? Hopefully we deny the things we need to deny in cyberspace. Help us, Jesus. You know, but there are just some things I just need to click deny, right? Oh, you know, the, your flesh, what does your flesh say? Accept! Accept, but your spirit says, Come on. So, listen, so same thing, they didn't have no pop ups right in this day, but this scripture popped up in the Holy Ghost to remind us that we've got to deny some things if we want to see what the glory of God, denying what ungodliness and worldly lust, right? So, so no comma in there, you know, ungodliness and worldly lust go together. And be careful because what Satan wants to do is classify things as sinful and not sinful. Listen, it might not be a sin, but you know God has put you in your spirit not to do that thing. 
It don't matter what it is. Listen, whatever God puts in your spirit not to do because he knows that that will hinder you. And if I don't want to be hindered, I got to deny the ungodliness and the worldly lust. Y'all know all that is in the world is what? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the... There ain't nothing changed. And he's still coming at us with the same things. That we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. We got to deny ungodliness and worldliness. Because listen, you know, think about my, uh, can I pick on you again, Ashley? Oh, thank you. Thank you. She, she's a very good daughter. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. But Ashley just hit me up, you know, the other day. She was like, Dad, my drain is clogged. Anybody, y'all know about clogged drains, right? Y'all know about clogged drains, right? You know, you run the water, and the water just kind of sits in there, you know? I got girls or women, young ladies, whatever we call them, and they all that, but they got lots of hair. You know, they, they do their hair in the bathroom. Fathers of daughters know this, right? Fathers of daughters, they know. They do their hair in the bathroom. That's, I love y'all. Do a great job. But all that hair does what? It clogs up the sink. It clogs it up. And so we got to go through and we got to unclog it. But that's the same way it is with worldliness and ungodliness. It clogs us up. So where there should be the flow. Oh. When there should be the flow of the Holy Ghost through us. When there should be the flow of the Holy Ghost through us, it's just clogged up. Don't you know it's just sitting right here? And maybe it filters in just a little bit. And, and maybe I can get a shout out of it. And maybe I can get a run out of it. Maybe I can get it, but I don't get no power out of it. I, I don't see no real difference being made because it's this slow drain. Come on! But when I learn how to deny ungodliness and worldliness, you are going to see a flow of the Holy Ghost. Deny it. Deny it. Deny it. Don't accept it. Deny it. Next time it comes. You know, oh, oh, this is Satan's new thing for me. Y'all want to know his new? I'm exposing Satan's strategies on this morning. Is that all right? I, I'm exposing it. So you know what? The Lord's helped me. I preached that message the last time. Since the last time I stood up before y'all about Josiah, right? You know what I mean? And busy doing nothing. And the Lord has helped me to maintain my momentum. And I give God glory and praise and honor, you know, for that. Because that's one of the hardest things to do is maintain your momentum. But God has helped me. So that old devil, he can't get me when I'm awake. So you know when he comes for me? You know? He, he comes for me when I'm asleep. I mean, in my, I'm telling y'all, when I talk, I've been, God has helped me to deny a lot of the ungodliness and worldliness in my life. So I know it's not like I'm beating it. So now listen, now don't be doing all that godliness and worldliness and then wonder why it comes in my dreams. Well, duh. You know, come on. But when we start to deny worldliness and ungodliness and we're doing all those things and it's still coming, nobody but Satan. But don't you know, I take authority in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I said, you know, there's, there's in the scripture, I don't know where it's at, but it talks about being a filthy dreamer. I said, I will not be a filthy dreamer. Come on. I rebuke the devil in my dreams. Don't come while I'm asleep. He says, for sir, from whence came these tears? While you were sleeping. You can preach that. While you, there you go. While you were sleeping. So I've learned, y'all, but listen, when the enemy comes, right, I don't care how he comes. Whether I'm awake or I'm asleep, I'm denying that mess. 
That's why I left that mess. And we got to stop being quasi-Christians. You know, quasi, you know, I'm kind of in. I'm, I'm mostly a Christian. No, either, either I'm in or I'm out. And there, there are the requirements of God. I didn't make them up. They're in his word because I got to see the glory of God. Back to Luke 9 and 23. Luke 9 and 23. I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see his glory. I read about it. You know, I'm like, Lord, and I know you ain't no respecter of persons. I got to see it. I'm glad. You know, I listened to Bishop, you know, who told the story. You know, Madison, uh, it was Madison, uh, Sean. I didn't know. He said, Bishop. And your dad went somewhere. He always had Bible study. I didn't even know Bishop knew your dad and all that good stuff. So I meant to ask you about that. But we were in Bible study. And Bishop says about going to Kingston, Kingsland, Kings Island. Not Kings Island. The one Kings Island. But they went to King somewhere, right, way up north, right? And he went up there with his, I think, some other brothers. And then they prayed for somebody who had cancer. And healed. You know, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that, that that happened for Bishop. When Bishop tells me the stories about California, I'm so glad. But guess what? I went in California. I'm in Indianapolis, and I need to see it here. I, I got to see. Listen, I'm glad what my parents saw in there. I'm glad what my grandparents saw. I'm glad for what Bishop G.T. Haywood saw. I'm glad for what the apostles saw. But I got to see it in my day. I gotta see the glory of God. I don't want to just—I don't want to just tell stories. I don't want to just get up here and tell y'all a bunch of stories. I want to just get up here and give y'all a bunch of naming and claiming. And you know why? And you know why? Why we do all that stuff a lot of time? You know, naming and claiming, and all this popular music, watching music, what you listen to. I heard you on Thursday night. You know, we gotta watch what we listen to. Songs are not scripture. I'm not saying all songs are bad, but just beware. But but there is prevalent. In music, in gospel music today, prevalent in gospel music today. Have you found out, especially our music, y'all know what I mean by our music. Our music is predominantly about what God is going to do for me. Hey, uh, yeah, somebody say, yeah, it is. I know. And some of it is good. And there's, uh, it's great to worship. It's all, that's, that's a part of it. That is a part of it. But after you raise your hands and worship, if they don't come and put your hands to the plow, you are not fit for the kingdom. All those songs, you know, what they do is that they, you know, it's all about, you know, a house, a car, clothes, and, you know, whatever, whatever you materially need. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, all these things do the Gentiles seek. Matthew 6 and 33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what? All these things shall be added unto you. God does not care about having none of this junk. You know why God don't care about you having a house, having a car, clothes, money, and all that kind of stuff? You know why God doesn't care? Because it's all going to be burned up anyway. Have you read your Bible? Have you read your Bible? All of this, go to Peter. It, it will all be burned up anyway. What does God care that I have it while I'm on this side? He doesn't. But don't put the cart before the horse. And then what happens is, is we wind up settling, settling for stuff like that. And listen, I want you to have everything. God's going to have everything God has for you. But don't forget the greater things of God are the spiritual things. 
Listen, you know, y'all know food, y'all know steak, right? I mean a good steak. All right, how many steak eaters? We got steak, any steaks? Some folks like steaks. Ooh, 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 some steak eaters, all right? I mean, but like a really, really good steak. I mean, I mean I've been to those places, Ruth Chris and all those places. I don't go no more. Too expensive for me. But my job will take me out some, sometimes. St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's, anybody been to St. Elmo's? Yeah. Yeah, my job paid for that one. I, and I ain't been back since. I have not been back. We have not been back on our own. People give us gift cards. So you get a really, really, really good steak. Oh, I'm telling you. Jesus. And it's a piece of meat. I'm like, really? How can that cost that much? Anyway, I'll be good. I'm going all into dad mode right there. Oh, my God. Ryan, what's the Geico commercial? You know, they can't stop me from becoming my parents. You know, I'm just, oh, so now it's, there you go. There you go. But listen, you, you buy all that, and what do you pay for? You pay for quality, yeah. right? You pay, people pay that much, much money because you know when it's a good piece of meat, you're paying for the, the quality. That's right, and so here's what we want. We want this quality relationship with God, right? I want this quality. I want this meaningful. I want this impactful relationship with God. Well, if you want that, you got to stop eating off the spiritual dollar menu. You got to stop eating off the spiritual dollar menu. Listen, it will call it is a cost of my commitment. I want I want the the, the hundred dollar steak, but I want to pay a dollar for it. Wait, wait, isn't that beef? Isn't it beef? Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know what we're getting on the dollar menu, right? What we getting on the dollar menu, I don't know, right? It's some type of beef, right? But if we want steak, oh God. If we want those things of God, they cost us something. If we want a quality relationship, yes, it it's going to cost us oh, yes, something. It's cost. That's right, cost us denying ourselves, but wait, don't stop there. There's more. And, and take up his cross daily. Take up his cross daily. So when we, we look at that, okay, I got the denial. I'm all in, but taking up my cross, because in Matthew, it says, take up your cross, right? But in Luke, you know, Luke, y'all know Dr. Luke, he was a physician, he's a doctor, right? So Luke, all about, like, those minute details, oh, no, no, let me make sure we don't miss this part, and there was a word that Matthew left out that Luke put in, and he said, daily, right? Take up his cross. First of all, you got to understand whose cross is it? It, it's, it's my cross. We, we all have a cross to bear. And my cross is not your cross and your cross ain't my cross. But we all have a cross. We have an individual cross that we have to bear. Everybody's got a lot in life. Y'all know that? Everybody. Everybody's got a lot in life. And whatever your lot is, that's what it is. You know, some things, you know, God allows us to be. I think about Lazarus, you know, who was poor and desired the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And then I think about Abraham, who was rich. But they both wound up, right, in his bosom. Yeah. So I think about those type of things sometimes, y'all. It is just our lot in life. It's my cross. And what I've got to do if I want to make this commitment real, I've got to pick that cross up every day. And it ain't easy. It ain't easy when, when people are wronging you. 
right? It's not easy, right? It's not easy when people are wronging you. It's not easy when people are talking about you to, to, to pick up that cross and, and, and follow him. It's not easy, right, when, when God isn't giving me, you know, those things. It's not easy to carry my cross in sorrow and in pain. It's not easy to carry my, my cross when my body is broken. It's not easy to carry my cross when I'm lonely. It's not easy to carry my cross when my prayers seem like the Lord's not answering them, right? But he, listen, he didn't put any exclusions on them. If you want to be a follower, I've got to pick up my cross and follow him every single day. And the whole thing about knowing Jesus is that we don't know in a day where the cross is going to take us. We, we follow Jesus not knowing whatever he's going to put on our calendar for that day. You know how it talks about in the book of Job and it fell in a day? You never know when it's your day. You never know when it's your time to get the phone call. You never know when it's your time to get the knock at the door. You never know when it's time when you feel it. In my office. Anybody had that? I was feeling good yesterday. But today, you never know. When it's your day, and when that, when the reality of your situation here, you never know when it's you who gets the, the negative report. You never know when it's you that winds up jobless, right? You never know when it's you that winds up in all of these situations, but I made up in my mind that every day, I'm going to follow my cross. I'm going to take my cross, I'm going to take up my cross, and I'm going to follow you every day because it doesn't matter. Because, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what? Come on. He's with, come on. He is with us wherever we go. And a lot of people have put down the cross. A lot of people that were carrying, y'all know people tired of carrying their cross. So what they do, they put it down. I heard, uh, I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me about somebody that I knew, um, in the faith and walking with the Lord and the Holy Ghost. Y'all know, I mean, we, we, this is the word of God. It's the Holy Ghost, right? It's nothing better except for heaven. So we know that. So it's, I'm talking to this individual and actually somebody I'm in the process of witnessing to to win them to Christ. And as I'm talking to this person, they were like, yeah, so I heard you know so-and-so. So-and-so, how I many? He said, yeah, yeah, you know so-and-so. He says, yeah, they, 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 they worship where I do. It's not an apostolic church. Nowhere even close. It's not a not, not It's nowhere even close. And I'm not even talking about like a title. I'm talking about a belief. I'm talking about a, a core belief that this person decided at some point, but I'm putting down my cross. And I'm picking up convenience. And, and, and I'm going to, you know what? And I'm going to live that lukewarm life. I'm going to, you know, be, be a little hot, a little cold, and God's going to accept it. He will not. He's not accepting it from me. He won't accept it from you. Because I got tired of carrying my cross every day. But what I love in the word are people like Paul. Let's go to Philippians 3 and 8. And we're going to get out of here in just a few minutes, Lord willing. Let me get there myself. I try to be good. If I ask y'all to go somewhere, I try to be good and go there myself. All right, Philippians, yeah, 3 and 8. 
He says, yea, doubtless, you know, this is Paul, and, and we know he's writing to the church that's in Philippi, and he's talking about, you know, all these things, and um, how zealous, you know, he was, and all the things that he had. But he gets to a point down here in verse number eight. We know that uh, verse seven, we like that, but what, thing, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. And, and it's really, it's gain through loss, right? You got to give up to go up. You got to give up, y'all. There, there's no way I can go up, right? I got to give up to go up. And so he understood that. He says, but all the things, and that's why Jesus was talking about, and whoever will save their life, what's going to happen to your life? You're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will what? Come on. Listen, it is gain through loss. There is nothing that we have given up that we are not going to gain in God. And we got, listen, don't be afraid of taking a loss for Jesus. There's some things in my life I had to give up. There are some weight and some sin I had to give up. Listen, I, that is just a part because the enemy is always bringing, watch that devil. Watch that devil because he's subtle. He's so subtle, he'll just kind of weave it in. You ever look up and you didn't even know it was there? Whoa! Where did that come from? He's subtle, y'all. I'm telling you. Oh, Devil ninja, you know, just come in there. Yes. He's old ninja devil, you know, just go in there. You know how them ninjas do. Just jump in there. You don't even see him. I ain't even see him. Where did this bad attitude come from? Watch out now. Where did this wrong spirit come from? Watch out now. Where did this unforgiveness come from? I didn't even realize it was there. Where did this jealousy come from? telling you that's that devil it's always trying to bring things that's why you got to be vigilant and be sober why we got to do those things but those things that we're laying so I'm, I'm, I'm losing I, you know, I'm kind of getting lost I'm giving it up for God everybody else is doing it but if everybody else is going to hell I'm not going with them if everybody else don't have the power and the anointing and the authority that comes in the apostolic church then I'm not going with them I'm not going, I'm not doing it because everybody else is doing it. And you want to sell me and I don't see no power, no anointing, no authority, nowhere. But I want to be like you? No, I do not. Paul didn't want to be like, he could have stayed a Pharisee. He could have stayed religious. He could have done all those things, but Paul wanted something better. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want something better? Or you want to be like everybody else? Well, we all have to make the choice. Because he says in verse number 88, doubtless, and I count the things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. Don't y'all like that? I, I love Paul, right? Paul did the math. Got any math people in here, y'all, who likes to do some math? I like, you know, all right, amen, all right, accounting, all right? Some math folks in here, right? I like to reconcile my checkbook. I like to, you know, make sure it's all making sense. And so, you know, Paul does the math. He says, carry the one. Jesus Christ is so much better. You figure that out, that the things in God are so much better. 
You can keep all your stuff. You can keep any device that's going to get me away from God. You can keep all your social media platforms. You can keep all your TV shows. You can keep all of my bad jokes and dirty conversations. Because what God has for me, so much better. You can keep all your pornography. You can keep all your dope. You can keep all your drugs. You can keep all your alcohol. You can keep all your sex. You can keep all your adultery. Because the things of God are so much better. You can keep all that mess. That's all it is, a mess. Keep all that mess. I don't want it. I ain't got to put all this. And, you know, and I, listen, I'm careful because I don't demonize stuff. I don't demonize stuff because it ain't, wasn't in my day. You know, we didn't have all the social media. You know, we, we had pagers back in the 90s. We had pagers. All right. Come on, brother. Somebody said, what's a pager? No, y'all didn't. No, y'all didn't. Moving on. But I don't, de- I really don't. And be careful. I don't demonize because remember, most things are neutral. What I mean by neutral, it's how you use it. It's how you interface with it. The internet, you know, good or bad, is how you interface with it. But you better know that everything that's out there, Satan manipulates. He do- he's done that from the beginning. He's the prince and the power of the air. And oh, by the way, how does all that stuff work? Over the air. So I'm not demonizing, but what I'm saying is be on guard, be sober, and all those things. And if I got to give up, if I got to give up Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, if I got to give it up, Snapchat, if I got to give up whatever, if I got to give up my VHS movies, if I got to give up my 8-tracks and my Betamax, all right, my Laserdisc, If I got to give it up, right? <laughs> if I got to give it up, whatever it was in my day, whatever it is in your day, listen, whatever it was in Paul's day, there's something, it don't matter. If he had to give up the Roman games, if he had to give up, you know, the Colosseum, I don't know, whatever he had to give up. But what things were gained to me, yea, Dallas, I love it because he counted them for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord that I may know him all right for whom I have suffered the loss of all things but here's my part and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ you talking about somebody but y'all y'all know what dung is that's doo-doo right shouldn't say doo-doo on the pulpit but but that's what it is right but here's the thing about it right but but just to put that in your mind that's how we count it all the things that other people, you know, the things that people approve as excellent today. Oh, you got to have this and you got to have that and you got to have this. You got to have that. You know, you know what? I, you know how I count that? You know what goes into the toilet? That's the same way that I count it. Why? Because so that I may know Christ. I got, I got to know him. I, listen, I ain't got no time for all this junk. Count them but done that I may win Christ. Use his graphic language to get his point across so that we can understand what this thing is all about. Flip back, and we're wrapping up. Luke 9, 23. Listen, this morning, all we did was just talk about the cost of our commitment. Right now, it's just theory, right? I, you know, it's just theory. It's just theory. 
I'm just telling you, right? It's just theory until you what? Until you do it, right? It's just theory. We have to do it. And you can know all of these things that we're talking about. And you can agree. I, I saw a lot of nodding of the heads and, and, you know, assent. We call that mental assent. I can agree with you. I agree with you in theory. Yep. But if it just stops at theory, I'm not going to make it. I'm not. He doesn't require anything from them then and there than he does for us here and now. He said unto them all, all, everybody, everybody, everybody listening to the sound of my voice, everybody, you know, out there, you know, on the video, all of that stuff, the live stream, everybody on Facebook Live, everybody. He said unto them all, I don't care where we are, it's for everybody. This is a universal message. Not just for the preachers, not just for the teachers, not just for the elders, not just for this group, not just for that group. Everybody, not just for the ushers, not just for the musicians, not just everybody. Everybody. You might not have a title in the church, but I'm telling you, God is looking for something in everybody's life. And what he's looking for in the life of every single Holy Ghost filled person is that we come after him, deny ourselves, and take up our cross Every single day. Every single day. And I'm gonna tell you, let me give you the punchline. Let me give you the bottom line of what this is all about. And let me give you the reality of what's at stake. Go down to verse number 26. Because what I love about Jesus, I mean, he just doesn't, you know, say that because he didn't have anything better to say. He couldn't think of anything right then. So, oh, let me just drop that on him. No. There, there, there's a reason why this thing is going somewhere. And if we have not realized it yet, the Lord is soon to, he's soon to come. And so what he talks down here at the end of it, in verse number 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him, the Son of Man, be ashamed. He's going to be ashamed of you. Shame, right? Don't now you are you all you all Christian in here, right? Well, what about out there? I'm all Christian in here, right? I'm all Christian in here, and y'all see me. Y'all see me stomping. You know what about out there, right? I mean, yeah, this, this is this is the house I can do all. But what about out there? Am I living the same life out there that I'm living in here? If you brought in everybody that I work with, would they be surprised? Right? Would they be surprised? You know, man, I, no. So listen, don't, don't be ashamed of him. This ain't no time. Right? You wear that title. You wear that badge of I'm with Jesus only. Right? We believe in repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. We believe in casting out devils. We believe in healing. We believe in miracles. We believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in it all. Right? Proclaim that message. Right? We believe in the oneness of God. We believe there, he's not a trinity. He's one God. Right? Come on now. We believe. And don't, listen, don't take down. But no, right? I'm not out there to try to win an argument. I'm out there trying to save souls. Don't be ashamed. You got nothing to be. What, what, are we ashamed? what am I ashamed of? I'm his. What am I, what am I ashamed of? They, they need to be ashamed. Shame on you. Shame on you for what you're doing. Shame on you. What you're doing in the dark. Sometimes in the light. Shame on you. No, you shouldn't be talking like that. No, you shouldn't be acting like that. You know, you shouldn't be going there. You know, you shouldn't be thinking that. Shame on you. 
I ain't going to be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But here's what it is. When he shall come in his own glory. Listen, bottom line, he's coming. Don't, don't, don't miss the message. All, what, all the cost of my commitment, the cost of me denying myself, taking up my cross daily. And remember, the cross was always, it's an instrument of death. It's just not something you carry. The, the cross will kill you, right? I'm crucified with Christ. I remember that one, but I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. The, the cross, right? That's why it's not a popular message. All right, but listen, it's part of the deal. I can't be a Christian without a cross. I, I cannot. And the cross is the instrument of death. That's what the cross was designed to do. So listen, and I die. Pick up your cross daily because I die every day. I got to die out to me every single day. And why am I dying every day? Because one day he's going to come. And he's going to come in his glory. He's going to come in a moment. And in a twinkling of an eye. And a last trumpet. Come on now. He's going to come on that cloud. And the dead in Christ oh, shall rise first. And then we that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Come on. Give God some praise on this morning. Come on. If you're looking to be caught up. In the rapture, come on, come on and give God some praise. If you are looking to be caught up in the rapture, come on and give him some praise. Lord, I'm going to do what you said to do. I'm going to be caught up to meet you in the air. Come on, give him praise. Glory, hallelujah. He's coming. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. Even so, come Lord, anybody looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus? I'm looking for his coming. Come on, Jesus. Come on and get me out of here. Come on, get me away from all this murder and mayhem and death and destruction. Come on, Jesus. Come on and get me out of here. Come on, get me away from all this sickness and poverty. Come on and get me out of here, Jesus. All these tears and fears and everything else. Come on, come on and get me. Come on and get me out of here. Even so, even so, even so, come Lord Jesus. Be excited. Be excited. Be excited about the coming of the Lord. If you're not excited, I'm telling you, sit down, sit down. Because if you're not excited about the coming of the Lord, you better check your Holy Ghost. I, I, just please hear my heart. Please hear my heart. If, 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 if the coming of the Lord makes your heart skip a beat, like not in excitement, but in like fear, check your Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, do not make this a pointless exercise. Don't come in here Sunday after Sunday with a question mark over your head. If the coming of the Lord is not something, I wake up and be like, Lord, come today, Jesus. Come today, come today, come today, come today, come today, come today. Like, oh man, he didn't come today. And the next day, come today, come today, come today, come today, come today, come today. Let thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I don't want to be distracted, so distracted by There is nothing. Listen, when Jesus comes, y'all can have all this junk. Y'all can have all this junk. Y'all had them cars out there. Whatever I got in my bank account. Y'all can have my job. You can have my 401k. You can take my pension. Listen, you can have these clothes. 
You can have this tie. You can have these shoes. Whatever I got when the Lord comes, take it. You can have my watch. You can have my wallet. You can have my keys. Because when the Lord comes for me, I'm going where Jesus is. Goodbye. Farewell. I'm going where Jesus is. Anybody going with Jesus? Anybody going with Jesus over here? Anybody going with Jesus? Anybody going? Anybody going? Anybody going? Anybody going? Anybody going with Jesus? I'm going. I'm going. I'm telling you, I'm not staying here. I'm going. You can have it. I'm going. I'm sorry, I just got a little excited about that, but I'm going. I'm going. Mortal shall put on immortality. Hey, hey! Come on. No more flesh. No more devil. No more sickness. No more disease. No more worries. No more pain. Come on. Come on. No more amputations. Come on. No more drugs. No more unsafe family members. Come on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Be excited about the coming of the Lord. Come right now, Jesus. You can come before I finish this next to death. Oh. And if he would have caught me up, I would have went with him. I'm ready to go. Paul said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Who said, oh, brother Mike, don't say that. I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. You can have this. Paul said, when I go, it's far better. Paul put that adjective. You know, an adjective describes a verb. That's all I know in English. But Paul said, listen, when I get out of here, he said, it ain't just better. He said, it's far better. Anybody looking for far better than what you got right now? Anybody tired of struggling and scuffling and going through? Anybody? Huh? Anybody tired of being sick in their body? Anybody tired of headaches and heartaches? Come on, anybody ready to go where Jesus is? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Listen, I got a mother over there. I'm going. I got a grandmother and a grandfather over there. I'm going. I've got some aunties over there. I'm going. Come on, the saints are over there. I'm going. John's over there. Um, Peter's over there. James is over there. Andrew's over there. Philip's over there. Paul's over there. And Jesus is there. I'm going. Listen, I, I'm just getting myself excited. That's all right. Is that all right? The Bible says told me to stir up the gift. Y'all said I thought he's done. I'm done. But I'm going. Be excited. Titus, I, I, try, to, I try to mimic. I try to mimic. No, no, no. Please don't stop me, Monique. I just try to mimic that energy. Because the way that Titus feels is how I feel about going to go where Jesus is. I, that's how we should feel. I want to feel like Brother Titus does. Monique got to rein him in sometimes. Because you know what? Titus get loose on sometimes. But Titus is excited. And I should be excited. You know, Jesus should have to reel me in sometimes. I should have to stay in here. The, the deacon's got to flip the lights on me sometimes. Because it's time for you to go. But I'm going where Jesus is. I'm going. I'm going. That's the other side of this message. I'm going. I'm going where Jesus is. No more anxiety, Rodney. I ain't got to worry about a CDL in heaven. 
I ain't got to worry about a CDL in heaven. I'm going where he's at. I ain't got nothing to worry about over there. Goodbye. Farewell. I'm going where Jesus is. Come on, give him a praise. I found myself getting excited about Jesus. Only those that are excited about going, only those that are excited about going, give him a praise. Only those that are excited about going where Jesus is. Oh, King of kings um, and Lord of lords. Um, only the, the lamb, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Uh, Jesus, King of kings, let your banner be affirmed. Worthy is the lamb slain. Yeah. They said in the heavenly host there are 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands, they're all praising and blessing and magnifying God. I'm going to be a part of that group. I got to praise. And don't you know that down here, this is just practice? Brother Jeremy Bell right there, he does choir rehearsal. And I understand on Wednesday they do some rehearsing. But there's coming a day, it ain't going to be a rehearsal no more. We ain't going to be rehearsing no more. Soon as my feet strike. Soon as my feet strike. Soon as my feet strike. Soon as my feet out. Soon as my feet strike. No more pain. No more loss. No more hurt. No more disappointments. No more distractions. I'm going where he is. I'm going where he's at. Hey! Oh, I'm going where he is. Oh, I'm going where he's at. I'm going where he is. I'm going where he's at. If heaven don't get you, if heaven don't get you stirred up, if heaven don't get you as a believer stirred up, you should come to this altar right now. It's the altar call. It's the altar call. Yeah, this is the altar call. This is the altar call. Somebody that don't know them, why, why, why they so excited? What what that preacher get to jumping and hollering and moving all around for? Come on down to this altar and find out. Come on, then there's more. There is more. Come on down, the altar's open. Come on, somebody that is not saved does not have the precious gift and the power of the Holy Ghost. If you have not been, if you haven't repented of your sins, told God I'm sorry for my sins, and been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins, and been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, come on down. Come on down. Come on down. If you need prayer, come on down. Come on, if you need deliverance, come on down. You need a devil cast out, come on down. You need your body healed, come on down. See, move in faith. You gotta move in faith, Lord. I believe you, but I don't believe you enough to get up from where I am to come where you are. Come on down. Come on down and get what you need from God on today. Come on down and get what you need from God on today. I dare somebody to believe him. I dare somebody to believe him. Come on down. Come on down. Come, come on down. Come on down. Before he comes, he sent out the word. He said, You come. Before he comes, he said, you come, come on, come on down, come on down, 
You need your body healed. Come on down. You need your soul saved. Come on down. Come on. You need to be restored. Come on down. You need your sins forgiven. Come on down. Come on. Come on. Come on. Why? Listen. 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 Jesus came to destroy. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. If the devil's been working in your life and you're tired of it, come on down. Because Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. You need somebody to touch and agree and believe with you, come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Why would not come? And get what I need from God. Why would I come in bound and go out bound? Come on down. Come on, church. Pray. If you don't need deliverance, pray for somebody who does. Believe for somebody who does. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Break every yoke. Hallelujah. Break every yoke. Destroy the yoke. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed. Because of the anointing, the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of the anointing, come on down, come and get what you need from God. Come on and get what you need from God. Come on, I dare somebody believe God. Giving you a chance, giving you a final call. Don't go out of here. You knew you needed it from God. I, God was here, God is here, and He's got what you need. And you walk out of that door. You better come on down. Come on down. God is here to give you what you need, to give you your breakthrough, to give you your healing, to give you your deliverance, to give you your salvation. Come and get what you need on today. I pray that every yoke be destroyed on today. I pray all bondage be destroyed on today. Devil, you've got no authority in this place. I bind the devil in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood 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 of Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I plead the blood. 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 Somebody get delivered on today. Somebody be set free on today. Get tired of church as usual. I get tired of seeing people that are bound, come in bound and go out bound. And I know they need help from God. Glory to the name of Jesus. Get what you need from God.